Frequency Cast. Startup in progress. Hi, and welcome to Frequency Cast, the UK's digital TV and technology show. At Frequency Cast, it's our mission to keep you up to date with today's tech, answer your questions, and keep you entertained along the way. Our shows are driven by your feedback. You decide what we talk about, and we'll do the rest. Here's what we'll be looking at today in show 88. What you need to know about BT Sport. Ram upgrades the easy way. A virtual Stephen Fry in your pocket. Making money with mobile apps. Plus contactless payment and a lobster. First off, here's Pete with the latest TV and tech news. Frequency cast now loading news. Headline time, starting off with the start button. In what many are dubbing as a major Microsoft U-turn, the upcoming Windows 8.1 update will see the return of the Microsoft Start button that first appeared back with Windows 95 and vanished with the controversial desktop OS Windows 8. You should be seeing Start by the end of the year. Next, Wi-Fi hotspots. O2 customers can expect to lose access to BT OpenZone hotspots from the 1st of July. This means that O2 customers will lose around a third of their hotspots. O2 was also unable to secure some of the 4G spectrum it was after, making the loss of the BT hotspots a blow to O2 customers. Sticking with BT, a new home hub has been released. Here's BT's commercial director, Pete Oliver. The latest Hub 4 once again moves forward the standard we feel for Wi-Fi in the UK and it gives customers a much more reliable Wi-Fi connection in their home. And it does that through something called dual-band technology. The 5 gigahertz range is particularly good for video and it works very well with things like iPads, which have 5 gig built in. It'll generally give you a much, much more reliable signal. It'll be better for video and uh, it can be faster depending on your home environment. And the last thing to say, which we think is quite a cool feature, is it's been designed to fit for a letterbox. So there's no more waiting in for the postman to bring you your new hub, and then when you get home, it's there waiting for you. Be warned, though, it does make a racket when it comes through your letterbox. For a video of us unboxing the BT Home Hub 4, see the link on our show notes. Next, in Freeview News, you can expect a new TV channel in July. Drama is from UK TV and is set to take up the space used by Dave Jarvu, with the schedule set to rival ITV3's drama lineup. Now some good news for Raspberry Pi lovers, a 5 megapixel webcam is now available. Also good news for Freesat customers, as it appears that 4OD may finally be about to appear on the newer Freetime Freesat boxes this month, after a 6 month delay. Demand 5 is still coming soon. Also note that BT is about to drop the Yahoo Mail and News service in favour of a brand new email and news service coming later in the summer. And finally, a search to find the oldest web page has yielded results. After a public plea, a disk copy of one of Tim Berners-Lee's demos has been uncovered, dating back to 1991 AD. It must have been a truly wonderful experience uncovering a web page from so long ago, especially a page that didn't ask you to accept the cookie policy before reading. Those were the days. 
Thanks, Pete. For more TV and tech news, go to frequencycast.co.uk forward slash news or follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Frequencycast, now loading. Focus. Focus time. Hello, Kelly. Hello, Pete. You have had a very busy few weeks, haven't you? What have you been up to? Oh, I've moved house and office in the space of two weeks. And how's the house move gone? Yeah, really, really well. We had a few hiccups. Um, both the oven and washing machine blew up. And we've also found out we've got to rewire the house, which has made us really sad. You've got some old two-pin mains plugs, which I'm not entirely sure are very safe. Yeah, it's a concern. I would be very worried. What you do have, though, which I'm very pleased about, is you've got Virgin Media. How are you finding that? I really like Virgin Media, actually. The main reason we went with them is because they have the best broadband service in our area. But the TV package and everything that comes with it is really good as well. Talking TV, there's been a fairly exciting announcement affecting TV. Now, you must have seen all the TV ads for this big new TV service that's launching. Ah, yes, of course I have. BT Sport. And we've already had lots of inquiries about this one. Do you know anything about the service? Not that much, really. You must know the headline, though. Now, Sky charge you for access to Sky Sports. How much is the uh, BT stuff going to cost? Well, that's going to be absolutely free. Sky clearly have dominated TV sports for a long time. There's been people like Satanta and ESPN and a few others that have tried it, but BT are going for it big time. By offering their services for free... It is going to be uh, quite a game changer. And funnily enough, game changer is the phrase that BT are using for their sports service. So shall we have a little look at what it's all about? Oh, yes, please. Well, to find out more about the two BT Sport channels that launch on the 1st of August 2013, we spoke to Pete Oliver, who is the commercial director for BT. We're very excited about this. So um, you'll have seen probably quite a lot of the marketing for BT Sport. And BT Sport is actually going to be a package of three channels. So there'll be BT Sport 1 and BT Sport 2. But in addition to that, people who take BT Sport will also get ESPN, which has moved to BT from next season. And on those channels, we're going to have Premier League football. So we'll have 38 games. But crucially, 18 of those games will be first picks. So these are the really big games for the top six teams Uh, playing against each other Uh, and previously those first pick games have only been available on Sky so for the first time some of the top games will be on another channel be on our channels we've got all of the Premiership Rugby that's exclusive to BT Sports we've got the Women's Tennis we've got the MotoGP um, UFC and actually a lot more than that you know football from other leagues things like Serie A and so on and some American sports will be coming over with ESPN as well Now, I have to ask, you're not the first company to challenge Sky's dominance when it comes to TV sport. I'm thinking particularly of Satanta here. Now, what would you say makes BT Sports offering different? The first thing to say is BT's made a very big investment um, in the BT Sport channels. So, as I mentioned before, we've got some great, great sports on the channel. We've got, for the first time, those first-pick games, you know, the likes of... Manchester United playing Man City, the Chelsea's of this world. The fixture list isn't out yet. What we do know is because of the way that the rights have been sold by the Premier League, 18 of those first pick games will be on BT. And that's roughly half of them, actually. So that will be the first time that those big games haven't been on the Sky channels. I think the other thing, though, is we're really investing in the channel itself. So we've taken out a 10-year lease on our new um, studio near the Olympic Park. I think people will be really interested in the way we're going to present the sports coverage. We've got a really innovative format that will be coming from the studio. And we've also invested very heavily in bringing really big names to the channel to make the experience great for viewers as well. 
So how does one go about getting hold of BT Sport? Obviously, it's available to BT customers, but could you just talk us through the various different ways that people can watch this new sports service? Obviously, if you're a BT customer, uh, you can get it on BT TV, so on our BT Vision or our UView boxes. I think importantly, though, it'll, it'll also be available on Sky. So if you've got a satellite TV box, a Sky box at the moment, uh, you have to order the channel from us, from BT. Uh, you give us a call or go to bt.com and you can get access to all three channels in standard definition or high definition on a Skybox as well. And then finally, it's also available on a digital app. So for all BT Broadband customers, they'll be able to get access to the channel through um, the PC or an Apple Mac or any Android or Apple-based device like an iPhone or an iPad. Okay, so that's how to get the channels. Now, the key question is how much is it to get the channels? It's a great question, and I'm sure you've seen some of the ads. So it's free if you're a BT Broadband customer, and that includes BT Infinity as well. You just have to recontract your broadband with us for 12 months, or if you're in a contract already, um, that's fine as well. We won't, we won't make it any longer than 12 months. And again, it's important to mention that uh, you can get it free on Sky. So if you've got satellite TV and you want to get the channel for free, if you've got BT Broadband, you can just call us up with your Sky card and you'll get it for free. And if you switch your phone and broadband to BT, you don't have to switch your TV service. You can, you can get the channels for free on Sky as well. If someone doesn't want to take BT broadband, then they can also pay uh, the standard price on Sky, which is £12 a month uh, with a £15 activation charge as a one-off fee. But as I say, if they're with BT broadband or BT Infinity, uh, it's completely free. And if people sign up before the 1st of August, they'll get the high-definition channels for free as well. So what happens for customers that don't have Sky but don't yet have BT Fibre where they live? First of all, just to confirm, if you're in an infinity area, you'll be able to get a BT TV box and you'll get all the channels in high definition. It'll come over the BT Infinity Fibre line. But actually, if you're not in an infinity area, you can still get the channels for free with BT as well. To do that, we have a uh, TV box from BT that lets you get the channels through your standard TV aerial and you'll be able to get BT Sport 1 and 2 through your TV aerial, and it'll be in standard definition, but it'll be delivered a bit like Freeview through the TV aerial to the BT box, and again, those channels will be free. The other thing, if you don't live in an infinity area, is that you will also be able to get access to the channels through our digital app. ESPN won't be available through the TV aerial, but if you had the, the TV box and you're getting BT Sport 1 and 2 through the TV aerial, you could, if you wanted to, watch ESPN on your iPad or a PC, now, one name we've not mentioned so far is Virgin. If I've got this right, at the moment, it's looking like BT Sport won't be available to Virgin Media cable customers. Have I got that right? Currently, BT Sport's only available on the BT TV platform, so UView and BT Vision, and via Sky and our digital app. And at the moment, there are no announced plans to make it available on any other TV services like Virgin Media. Having said that, we've said, and we've been very public about this, that we're happy to talk to other TV providers. And so, you know, it, it may be possible that something would happen. The thing that's certain at the moment is you can get it with us with BT. If you look at what you can get from us now, we do a very good price on uh, fibre optic broadband, starting now from £15 a month for up to 40 megs, so fast broadband, which we know is important to customers with Virgin. And with our BT TV service, you can now get extra channels over the broadband, including Sky Sports 1 and 2. So it is possible to switch to BT, get the sport for free, get fibre, get Sky Sports 1 and 2. But our view is that depending on what package you're with, you could save two, £300 um, a year if you move to BT uh, and get the channels for free. 
Thanks very much to Pete Oliver, Commercial Director for BT, for updating us on BT Sport. For more information and a longer version of that interview, please go to our website, www.frequencycast.co.uk forward slash BT Sport. Okay, time to uh, challenge Kelly here with something rather unusual. This is Upgrades. Yes, it is indeed. And not upgrades to your TV package. This is upgrading your hardware. Now, you've got a laptop, haven't you? I have. A little bit slow? Yes, very. Now, a lot of people are looking to save money in these uh, tough economic times. And one thing you can do, rather than getting a new machine, new laptop or new desktop computer, is doing a memory upgrade. Now, I did this fairly recently. I've got my little Dell laptop that we normally use here in the studio. I've also got my Asus netbook that's currently sitting on your lap and a desktop at home, and I went through a process of upgrading all of the RAM. Okay, how much quicker does your computer move now? Certainly for audio and video editing, it's really noticeable. It's definitely worth the investment. Things like Word, not so much. I haven't noticed much of a speed up. But if you're doing thirsty things, you've got a computer that's doing a lot of stuff in the background, upgrading the RAM can make a difference, and is actually a bit cheaper than you think. Okay, so how much would it cost? It really depends what you've got. I'm just going to hand you this. Just take hold of that for me. Careful, just hold it on the edges there. So uh, what are you holding there? The memory chip. Mmm. That is the memory chip that we're going to put into one of these in a minute just to see how easy it is to do. So here's a little box of screwdrivers for you. Oh. Okay. okay. See if you can uh, change the memory chip for me. Oh, this could take a while. I can't actually get into it yet. You can't even get into the box of screwdrivers there. Okay, can you see a little screwdriver hole now? Yes, I do. I see it. Okay, can you find the right uh, crosshead screwdriver oh, there? You're asking a lot from me right now. This one? Oh, that's a good start. Okay, see if you can unscrew that. Ooh. Okay, you're in. Now, you see these two little clips at the side? One fingernail there, one fingernail there, and just push them away from the unit. Oh, these. That. That's it. Oh, okay. Oh, there you go. And uh, put the new one in for me. That wasn't hard, was it? No, that was actually incredibly simple. Once you actually get into the device. So there we go. We've just upgraded from 2 to 4 gig of RAM on our Asus netbook there. Not too hard, is it? No. Now, the hard bit, of course, is getting the right memory to put in. So we've got the old chip here. You can see the old chip. How would you go about buying one of those to replace it with? Ask you for help. I've used a service from Crucial. They, on their website, have a little checker and you just simply click on the site and it opens up a little window that checks the memory inside your machine and tells you what's in there. So uh, here's a screenshot and you can see it tells you how many slots you've got. So here it's just got the one slot. Okay, yeah. And here it gives a recommendation. So it goes from two gig to four gig and it actually tells you which chips to buy without having to open the backup or look at your socket numbers or anything complicated like that so it's actually incredibly easy and they're not bad on price is our crucial you can get them slightly cheaper on ebay but if you want sort of guaranteed memory that will definitely work for you the crucial thing's not a bad idea so given the cost of upgrading this was about 40 quid versus the cost of getting a new one for 350 quid which would you do Oh, definitely upgrade. That's fantastic, actually. It looks very, very, very simple. And as we know, I like simplicity. Excellent. If you want to go to our website, you'll find a link to uh, the Crucial Checker. It's definitely worth a go. The address, Kelly? www.frequencycast.co.uk Hi, this is Susie Perry, and you're listening to Frequency Cast, the UK TV and tech podcast. 
Right, Kelly, time to talk applications. And this is a new feature we're going to add to the show, application of the month. Uh, Shall we start with yours or mine? Oh, go on, you show me yours first. I need you to do first. You've got your handbag handy? I do, why? Uh, Could you get your purse out for me, please? Okay. And we're going to have a quick game of Snap. Out of my wallet, I produce a Tesco club card. Where's yours? Um, I don't have one of those. Okay, uh, I'm going to get my uh, Nectar card out. Where's yours? Oh, I don't have one of those. This isn't going as well as I planned. Boots Advantage card. I don't have one of those either. Hey, where are your loyalty cards? Go on, get your loyalty cards out. I, I don't have any. Oh, look! Oh, I t- A I Cafe Nero card. One Cafe Nero card. That is all I have. Now, you see, I look in mine. I've got a, a Waterstones card. I've got Shell for my petrol. I've got more loyalty cards than I know what to do with. You don't seem to have any. Do you not believe in loyalty cards or am I, have you just got a, not enough space in your uh, purse there? It depends. Part of me doesn't really shop in the same place regularly enough to bother with a loyalty card. But I also don't really like the idea of people being able to see what I buy in my weekly shop. I mean, do you really care that Tesco know how many loo rolls you use? Does it really matter that much to you? No, I mean, it's not a huge, huge problem for me. It's more that... I think Tesco's is becoming an incredibly powerful company as it is and it doesn't need any more of my information to grow any further. So the reason we're talking about loyalty is I've come a little bit late in the day to these two applications, Quidco and Top Cashback. Any experience of those? Neither. Basically, they are intended to give you money for doing certain types of shopping. So if I open this up, I can look at uh, some of the uh, the nearby stores, for instance, stores on the high street or online stores. So if I just look at my application here, Aviva Car Insurance, I can get 70 quid for insuring my car through them. Uh, 5% off shopping online at Debenhams. £110 back from Orange for getting a new phone, £55 for getting a bank account with Santander. And the idea is you do what you would normally do and you get money off from these large companies. Okay, so you go via the app to the store to do your purchase. Absolutely, on the web or on the smartphone. And basically it's because these companies want your business and they will offer companies like Quidco a kickback for sending a referral, basically. The upshot is, you as a customer, if you were going to order a new orange phone, do it through their app and you could save 100 quid. I like it. I've seen these before. This isn't anything particularly new, but these two apps that we're looking at here do some rather clever things. Quidco, for instance, uh, you see, if we click nearby, what do we get here? Lloyd's Pharmacy, Halfords and B&Q. Okay, now I get 5p if I walk in to one of these stores and hit check-in. Why? It's to encourage you as a customer to go to Halfords. And also you can see if you click on this, not only do you get 5p for walking in, you also get 3% off for buying something in store. Okay, it kind of makes sense, but then surely that can be abused. Now there's people that can make hundreds a month from using this and what they do is they say take out a credit card or do their car insurance and get 25 quid, 100 quid, 50 quid, whatever for just doing what they normally do. I had to order a pizza the other week. I got £1.20 for ordering a pizza through this app. Same pizza, I saved £1.20. I think it's a really, really good idea providing it doesn't get abused. So I'd be interested to find out. I'd like you to install it on your phone, see how you get on with it, see if it changes your behaviour. But more our listeners, if you've got one of these two applications installed, how much can you actually get back? Does it work for you? Go to our show notes 
and uh, see the links for Quidco and Top Cashback. Also, for referring you, dear listener, we get 50p. So, out of curiosity, give it a try, and we'd like to see if you can install this and make any savings, and you can support either Kelly or I by signing up and uh, trying these apps. Worth a go? Oh, definitely. Now, while you've got your purse out, can I just have a look at one of your uh, either credit cards or debit cards, please? Okay, well, it's going to have to be debit because I don't have credit cards either. So, all in all, you've not done too well with me today. You're sounding like a bit of a Carl. You're not fully technically equipped there. I sound like I'm probably about 80 and I don't believe in online banking or anything else. But you do. You are a high-tech girly, aren't you, really? Yeah, I am. It's only a few things like credit cards that I have no desire to have. That's my Barclay card business card. What do you notice about that one? I know exactly what you're going to ask me now. It's your little touch pay. Yes, contactless payment. You haven't got a contactless payment card then? No, I haven't got one. If you want to buy something for under 20 quid, coffee, fast food, whatever, you walk in, tap the card on a reader and it will just take out the money for you. No pin numbers, no signatures, no nothing. So it's a cashless way of spending under 20 quid. And of course, you can now start using them on public transport, that kind of thing. Good idea? I think so. It'd be fantastic if they could get your travel card on there as well one day. Well, of course, you've already got the same technology, which is called NFC, Near Field Communication. You've got them in Oyster cards. Why not have them in uh, credit cards? And of course, these are ultimately coming to mobile phones, where you can just tap your mobile against a reader and do it. Again, it's, it's still going to be open to abuse in the same way that online banking and everything else is. Well, funny you talk about abuse, because if you were watching the news this morning, as I was, the abuse has uh, already started with these little contactless cards. Oh, God, okay. People have worked out that with the right equipment, you can stand on the high street and wait for people to walk past you and lift details from these cards as they walk past. But what's quite amusing at the moment is it's not actually fraud, it's accidental purchases. So what people are doing, and it was Marks and Spencers that were in the news for this one, is if you go to a Marks and Spencers machine to pay and you get your credit card out, but you happen to leave your wallet or your purse near the reader, it will detect your card in your wallet as the device to pay with. So they're automatically getting the money taken out of their wallet. And then they put their card in and do the chip and pin read as well. Word to our listeners, be careful. There's always going to be problems with new technology like that. And it's just a case of ironing out the creases. So uh, now you've given me your uh, your visa card there, I'm off to the cash machine. Can, <laughs> could you just tell me a pin? Uh, no, and you wouldn't get anything out of it anyway. <laughs> So we've digressed. Your application of the month. Now you've found a rather nice little app, haven't you? What have you found? I have. I found a nice little um, app from Headcast. Okay. Now, of course, anyone that's into the online world and particularly Twitter will know there is one main dude that is all over the internet. And who is that? Of course, it's Stephen Fry. And Headcast have brought out the Stephen Fry app. Now, I've had a quick play with this already, but this is rather nice. And uh, the idea is Stephen Fry, very into his Twitter, very into his podcasts and everything else. He's now got this service on his device that he can hit a button, record something, and it's pushed out to anyone that's got this application. Is that about the size of it? Pretty much. You've got that down to a T. Go on then, show me how it works. So uh, you're holding it, you've uh, started it up. And there's a little picture of a man that you've just pressed. And there's now a list of thingies here. Welcome to Headcast. Hit Welcome to Headcast for me. Hello and welcome to the world of the Headcast. This is me, Stephen Fry, virtually Stephen Fry. So he's talking away and there's an actual avatar of him talking away. Oh, well, tickle his tummy. Go on, he likes his... (laughs) Remarks to me. 
And again. So he's scratching his head as you tickle his tummy. Oh, do, oh, do that again. Press his nose. And again. <laughs> so this is a virtual Stephen Fry, and he can uh, send his new messages to you and push them straight to you. There's a little bit here that explains what's going on. Let's just have a quick listen to uh, to Mr. Fry. Yeah. I thought I'd uh, wear a pair of glasses just to show that it's not always the same. Um, what happens is that I have a special app which is for me to record these little um, headcast uh, productions on and um, I can do various adjustments to myself like um, touch my glasses or clap my hands or shrug or roll my eyes. <laughs> So there you go. That's your app of the month, uh, Stephen Fry's Headcast. Yes, I think it's a very, very interesting app, actually. And I think if this does get rolled out to Twitter and rather than just using tweets, you can actually have your your own headcast. It'll be quite revolutionary. So are we going to get a Kelly headcast soon? Oh, maybe. You never know. Ooh. And what happens if I press your nose? Meow. Very good. <laughs> Frequency cast. Now loading. Interaction. Time for your questions now. Do you need our help with a techie problem? Or have you got a comment on what we've covered today? Or even a complaint? And of course we love those. Do get in touch. Now Kelly, who have we heard from this month? This one's from Dave. I want to be able to stream music from a large HD drive to my hi-fi. However, I don't want the TV on to just navigate around the tracks. The ideal device would be a wireless HDD with all the music on, an Android device to do the navigation and the audio out of the hi-fi. Well, Dave, if your budget can stretch to it, you can't go wrong with Sonos. Now, we spoke to them back in 2010 about their awesome range of home audio systems that support playback from both iOS and Android devices. Now, if Sonos isn't an option for you, then look at one of the many media streaming boxes. You'll need one with a hard drive, stereo phono out and an Android app. Now, these are mainly designed for playing back video, but they will also do audio. You may want to take a look at some of the Popcorn Hour media streaming devices as they come with a very nice Android app that will let you play back from an optional hard drive or from the Android device. There's links to these up on our show notes. This one is from, well, you seem to have called him Mr Complaining. That's what he said in his email, Mr Complaining, a.k.a. Kevin Hopwood. Kevin says, I like to view your show notes on my iPod Touch as that's how I roll. After I click on one of your links, I like to close the window. Then I notice that your original page is gone. A simple new window, tab load on click, will sort out this problem. Consider this a tut-tut telling off. Yeah, we've been told. Now he's right, this is easy to do. A simple target equals underscore blank will open up our links into a new window. But I don't know if I like this. If I'm surfing around the net and I click on links, it opens up new windows and new tabs, which means when you come to shut down at the end of your surfing, you've got to close all the windows down. Does that bother you at all? I don't like having too many boxes open. I find that it slows down my computer even more, which can be a pain. Um, But no, I don't really mind. But what we'll do for this show, show 88, we will make all our links open in new windows just to see if anyone likes them. So uh, we'll give it a go. And if you have a preference, do let us know. Send us an electronic postcard stating your preference. Uh, The next one here, Kelly, is from Gary Wan. Yes, he says, I've been listening to Frequency Cast for a number of years and really look forward to the release of each episode. The video updates are really good too. Puts faces to the voices. 
Yes, we've had a lot of good feedback about our making of video, which of course is on YouTube. If you haven't seen it, you can see us in action. Uh, Gary also says, I almost worked you on JT65, but you couldn't hear me. Have you checked out the developments with WSJTX for JT9? Oh, gosh. Uh, I, I mean, I recognise the G-O-D-N-I. Yes, that's Gary G-0-D-N-I, so he's a, he's a Radio Ham 73. Uh, who's the next one from, Kelly? This one's from a regular listener, Steve Wilton. I was just wondering if smartphones will be introducing DAB radios in place of FM. The only phone to have DAB was that lobster. Don't look at me like that. Lobster? I don't... What? What is lobster? There, look at that. What is that? Well, it seems it's a lobster. Indeed. This is the old lobster mobile phone that was brought out by Virgin. And if I just push the microphone up to the earpiece, we can get a little sample. Assigned to Naughty Boy, and of course, responsible for Lana Larfitch and Sam Smith. It's doing its things, working them in sound And I think you'll agree, Kelly, that answers Steve's question. There's all sorts of problems getting DAB on a mobile phone. For a start, you need a decent antenna, and you also need to be in good coverage area. DAB also eats the battery. So until the problems of DAB reception and power consumption can be resolved, I think we're stuck with streaming radio over a mobile internet connection. Well, that's all the questions we've got for this show. If you've got a question you'd like to ask us, or you want to pick the topic for the next show, here's how to get in touch. You can call us on 0208 133 4567 and leave us a voicemail. You can also text us and our number is 07882 043521. Or of course you can email us. Yes, you can via the contact us button on our site. Until the next one, Kelly. Bye-bye. Frequency Cast. Shutdown in progress. Thanks for listening to today's Frequency Cast. For news updates and to get in touch with us, go to frequencycast.co.uk. While you're there, click the Add Us to iTunes button. You can also follow us on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for Frequency Cast. Our shows are driven by your feedback, so please get in touch and tell your friends. Frequency Cast.